Hey folks, greetings from the Offensive Security Group here at SecureIT360, coming at you with a new episode of the Cyber Threat Perspective. You've got myself, Spencer, and of course, Brad here to talk to you today uh, about something that, uh, again, we're super passionate about. It seems to be a trend. I don't know. We're, we're passionate about the security stuff, Brad. I don't know. We are. We are. <laughs> so, All of it is awesome, right? If it weren't so exciting, yeah. I don't think we would love it as yeah. much. That's right. You know, if you, uh, you get to pay, if you get, uh, what's the saying, if you get paid to do what you love, you're not really getting paid. It's just doing what mm -hmm. you love. Uh, yeah. so yeah, uh, as always, if you find that, uh, you get useful information from this, uh, podcast, from the stuff that we talk about, uh, please leave us a rating on your podcast apps, like subscribe, all that stuff. It helps us reach more people, helps other people see our content and hopefully get value from it and uh, spread the, the messages and, and the good words. So today uh, we're talking about a super awesome topic. And that topic is how to get more value out of your external penetration test. So this is kind of looking at it and lens from the client standpoint, right? We do a lot of external pen tests and these are conversations that we commonly have with clients. Um, we commonly advise them on certain things during an external pen test and before. So we're going to talk about how to get more value from an external pen test. Uh, if you are seeking one or looking for one or having done one in the past, you can kind of compare this to what was done previously uh, and see if it, it meets some of these, uh, these requirements. So Brad, uh, the first thing we wanted to talk about was, uh, you know, knowing your assets, yeah. right? Uh, that was the first kind of bullet point you had uh, mentioned here is knowing your assets. So what does that mean in context of an external pen test? Why should we uh, know what we have? Why, why is asset inventory important? Sure. So, so it's a good question. And uh, I'll, I'll color my answer with a little bit of background. Um, my background was in banking security for a whole lot of years, but I was both a pen tester by trade, but I was also a consumer of pen testing. And so those of you that work in highly regulated industries like banking know that uh, you have to have independent third-party validation of everything that you do, uh, especially your security stuff. So, so we were consumers of pen testing on various levels. And um, you know, one of the challenges that we faced being a global and uh, financial organization is just knowing what we have and how we want to scope it. And so that the first part of that, knowing what we have was mission critical for us uh, because we are the ones who define the scope. When, it, when, a pen, when you go to a pen testing company and say, hey, I want a pen test, they're going to say, well, what do you want a pen test, right? And, and having a solid answer to that is, uh, is critical, right? And, and, and a massive part of that is knowing what assets you have. Yeah. And some things, like you said, or you alluded to are required. Some things due to PCI for example, it's very common in, in banking financial services. There's certain things that you're required to test, right? You don't have a choice yeah. in that matter of the scope. Other things, you might be deploying new systems. You might be uh, experimenting or testing things, right? So mm -hmm. it's important to know what you have uh, so you know what to uh, what to test. Yeah, and, and I think it, this is an important juncture to, to say your pen test started last year, okay? Way before you ever called your pen test firm and before you ever scheduled scoping and, and negotiated price or whatever it is that you do, it started when you were installing and changing your footprint for the last 12 months since your last pen test. Mm -hmm. And so change management is absolutely critical, right? 
um, in in understanding also things like risk registers and and I'm I'm talking about not sexy things right now, right? Like yeah. things that are kind of <laughs> boring and and on the periphery, if you will, even vendor management on on the periphery, if you will, of of what we would consider to be technical IT security, but they are so mission critical and so important. Um, yeah, and and, and so go ahead. No, I was going to say, and there's a reason why the CIS, you know, the top 20, now it's, you know, the, the top 18 or whatever it is of the CIS controls. There's a reason why inventory is number one and number two, right? Hardware yes. inventory, software inventory. There's a reason why that is number one on those lists. Agreed. And I can't tell you how many times it, that I have run into pen tests where um, we find something and, and it happened today, literally on an external penetration test. Yeah. We're like, Hey, did you know you had this thing sitting out here? And they're like, Oh no, we stopped using that a year ago. And we're like, yeah, yeah, but it's still there. You know, yeah. like you, the, the hacker doesn't care if you're using it or not only yeah. that it's accessible. And, and in most cases, those are the scariest things are the things you thought were decommissioned and were in fact sitting out there, not getting patched, not being part of your regular cyber threat review process or whatever it is. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, just knowing what you have, right. It, it sounds easy and it's super easy for me to say those words, but it is a very tedious and very involved and, yep. you know, it's, it's a big process. And there's remnants from legacy. We talk about legacy uh, software. We talk about legacy uh, in terms of technical debt. Uh, when we talk about internal pen tests, right? Institutional knowledge that is lost when somebody leaves who kind of ran the show, they did everything. Same thing with external assets. It's like Susie, you know, in IT has been doing this, you know, for 15 years and, and she leaves or retires. And now there's this whole thing that Susie was working on that's new that nobody yeah. knows about. And now you uh, come in and you find it on an external uh, in, you know, oftentimes it's, it's unknown, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. And it's even harder for, for physically distributed organizations. Uh, one, one of our larger uh, clients has, you know, places all over the world and multiple places in some countries. And half the time, they don't even know who the IT resource is on site, you yeah. know, and that's not something I can solve in a pen test. So, you know, th there, there is a lot to it. And, and it's really important that you have your house in order uh, when it comes to asset tracking and change management prior to a pen test. Right. Yeah. And this feeds really quite well into the next topic or the next uh bullet point of, of how to get more value out of your external pen test is going for a full knowledge test, right? Uh, yeah. That is something that we talk about often. Uh, and it's something that we have conversations with clients often, especially in the kickoff call where we're talking about how the engagement's going to work and the details yeah. and what to expect and that kind of thing. Uh, a lot of times, you know, you alluded to this before is we'll find new things, right? That takes time. You know, it's not just an instantaneous thing where we go out and we Google, you know, XYZ company and we find all <laughs> right. the things. And Wouldn't then, that be nice, though? <laughs> you know, and just hack away. Yeah. Um, you know, Google dorking, that, that's something we do, right? Uh, mm -hmm. But that's not the end all be all. And we do, there is a line, right? There's a point where it it's more efficient in your time to have some more information up front, right? And yeah. get some of that information. And that's kind of the next point is how do you move a client from, you know, paying you to discover things to paying you to do a pen test. Yeah. And, and this is it surprisingly still comes up a lot. Right. And, and I think it is 
it's a carryover from from the old terminology of black hat, white hat, gray box. You know the, the, these terminologies that that we crystal ball, just, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it, and and so we we kind of in the professional community frown on those terms because in in ninety nine percent of the cases you can't put this stuff in a box. And and what I mean by that is the pen testing and the work that we do does not fit perfectly into any of those categories, right? It's it's some combination thereof, and uh, and so it, customers come to us and and maybe they haven't had a lot of pen tests or maybe they're not as knowledgeable about the process, and they're like, so you know, are you going to go out and find all of our stuff? And I'm like, yeah, we're going to do some of that, um, and and we're happy to do it that way if you prefer, right? We'll do anything you want, really. But the reality is, this is an expensive process. You're paying us a lot of money to do a very specific thing, and generally speaking. You want my team to be working on things that pose risk to your organization. It's not a contest of how good is Brad's team at finding my stuff, right? That, that, that's a problem for a different day. It should be a problem of how much ex, uh, exposure does my stuff create for me? And those are very different questions. And so that's kind of, we try to steer folks away from doing the whole black box approach. And sometimes they're really adamant and that's totally fine, right? We, we're perfectly capable of doing that process is easy, but we waste a lot of time that could be used attacking your network and finding weaknesses and exploiting those weaknesses. We'll waste a lot of time just finding stuff. You know, and then there's the dialogue back and forth of, hey, dude, I found this domain over here or I found this open S3 bucket. Is it yours? Right. Yeah. And we'll burn, we'll burn a half day just having conversations about discovered resources and whether or not they are in scope for the engagement. Yeah. And so it's much easier. And we tell this to people, too. It's much easier if you have a full knowledge test. Right. Tell me everything you have. Right. Tell me your email provider. Tell me, uh, you know, who, who your uh, ISP is. Give me all that stuff. Right. Because then at the end of the day, I'm going to spend a lot of my time finding risk for you guys, because that's what we're really here for. Yep, absolutely. It's finding risk. And like you said, finding the gaps in the security, finding potential ways in mm-hmm. compromising an application or an RDP service or something. You know, we want to be looking for vulnerabilities and validating them, not just simply finding everything that you have and in, in saying, hey, you've got this this thing. Yep, absolutely. Every, every hour we spend looking for your stuff is an hour we didn't spend uh, hacking into your stuff. Yep. Right. And it's not to say that that's not fun, right? That's sometimes the oh, most sure. fun thing is the yeah. OSINT, the discovery, the poking around, the looking at, you know, footers and kind of finding similar websites and things like that. That's kind of the fun you know, hacky type things where you have to use your out of the box thinking, you have to use, uh, you know, the hacker mentality, uh, the bug hunter mentality, if you will, to, to, to find these things. So that is a lot of times the fun part. Um, but you, you make a great point with that when it comes to paying money for something like this, right. Uh, it makes sense to make it as efficient as possible and make it the most value for your time. Yeah. And and to be clear, we're still going to perform all of the reconnaissance either way. Yeah. Right. Whether whether you give us a, a, what we call a full knowledge uh, of, of your environment or you don't, uh, we're still going to perform recon because we want to be able to find out if you have stuff you don't know about. Exactly. However, what we don't want to do is spend that time negotiating scope. You know yeah. what I mean? So that that's really where we lose a lot of time and you yeah. lose a lot of value as a consumer of penetration testing. Yep, yeah, definitely. 
And, you know, a lot of these things can kind of be boiled up uh, to what are your goals? What are your objectives? You alluded to that earlier. What do you want to accomplish, right? Uh, Having a plan in place for an external pen test, whether it's mandated through a PCI requirement or some other regulatory requirement, or you're just being proactive, right? You truly do value having an assessment like that done and you want to see your holes, what your holes are so you can fill them, that kind of thing. Uh, What's your recommendation for clients for having objectives, having goals, having a plan for a penetration test and specifically an external pen test? Yeah, it's it's a good question. So we generally receive requests for penetration testing and that request falls into one of three categories, right? The largest by far is um, regulatory, right? I, I, I need to have it or a customer of mine uh, told me that if I don't have it, they won't do business with me or some other business related process is forcing them to um, forcing them to get a pen test. Right. That's that's like 80 uh, percent. There's a tiny little bitty percentage that is. Um, hey, Jimmy at the golf course told me he got a pen test. So I want one, too, <laughs> you know, and, and that happens. Right. And that's cool. Um, but usually those people don't even know what a pen test is, right? They're like, you know, they'll call it something different or whatever. And that's okay. Right. User education is part of our process. Yeah. And then the final category, and these people get the most out of the penetration tests that we perform. And it's the people who come to us and say, I want to be better. Right. I am motivated for you to discover risk and I want to fix it. And I want to make my organization more, more secure. And that that's a that's a decent chunk, right? That's 10, 15 percent, maybe more. Um, but those are the folks that do the homework and try to figure out what their objective should be. If your objective is to check a box because you have a compliance regulatory or customer requirement for a penetration test, that's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. As, like I said, so it's the bulk of the work that we do. But generally speaking, um, your objective should be in the long run to get better. Right. And, uh, and, yep. and when you're, when you have that objective, we can dive into that objective, right? If you tell me I need a compliance pen test, I'm like, cool, man, box check. Let's move on. Right. You give me your scope. We do the work. We give you a report. Everybody's happy. When you tell me, Hey, I want to get better. I'm going to, I'm going to start asking you all kinds of questions, right? Like, what do you mean better? Where are you at today? Where do you want to be? What are your goals? Yep. What is your risk appetite for your organization? Are you guys risk adverse? Um, you know, what are your future plans? Are you planning to go to a zero trust model? Are you guys going to be heavy cloud? Are you going to stick to on-prem? Whatever it is, these are all questions that help frame the context of the work that we do. And context, as you guys know, man, it's everything. Context is everything. So, um, so, so that's really what I mean, right? And and one common thing that we get, I'm looking back at the at the the notes here that you have, and they're really good, um, is do you have an MSSP? Is somebody monitoring security alerts for your organization? And and in a lot of cases, the answer to that is, oh, yeah, we use so-and-so, or we have internal monitoring, or whatever it is. And we're like, okay, is that in scope for this test? And, and in a lot of cases, they'll say, yeah, I don't really care, or yes, it is. We want you to trigger alerts. We want to see what happens when you guys kick the bucket over. And so that's a really important thing, by the way, as everybody knows, who's ever read anything on, on like DR, right? What's the most important thing about DR is, is testing it, you know? And so, and and it's the same thing here. If you don't regularly test your security alerting, your, your MSSP, your SOC, whatever it is, how do you know it's not working great? Well, that goes to everything. Do you have a WAF? Is your WAF good? 
right? Is your WAF better than my web application penetration tester? That's a different question, right? Yeah. Could your WAF be better? Can you tune it to be better? You don't know answers to any of those questions unless we frame that as context for the penetration test. So the more we have talks about that, the better off you're going to be and the more value you get. Yep. We, we want everybody to get a ton of value out of this. Yep. And we want, we want our clients to get what they want out of it as well, like you said. And a lot of times when we're doing security assessments, you know, the ISO team does security assessments and regulatory compliance assessments and things like that. One of the goals is to help that client achieve their objectives of whatever they might be, right? Maybe mm-hmm. they want to do some new thing or they want to get a new product because they realize there's a gap that they have. We can use these security assessments, these pen tests, as a way to help those clients achieve those goals. And that creates kind of an advocate, an external advocate for them, right, to their board or to to their leadership. uh, And it helps them achieve their goals. Uh, And, you know, it it provides value all around. So uh, all good stuff. Absolutely, man. Uh, The last thing that we wanted to talk about was, you know, what keeps you up at night? Uh, You know, when you're getting an external pen test, uh, tell the, the pen testing company or have a discussion about what are the things that keep you up at night. Are you really concerned that users are using weak passwords and you don't have a good technical way to enforce strong passwords, right? Yep. Maybe that's a concern. Maybe we should spend a little bit more time focusing on that or talking through that and what we're going to do on the external pen test. And we can describe kind of our process for password spraying or brute forcing or whatever it might be to help you achieve that goal of understanding what that risk is. And mm-hmm. if it's an actual risk, if it's something that, you know, yeah, you should be really concerned about your user's passwords or, you know what, we sprayed, we tried all these different things, you know, might not be as bad as you think. Uh, so right. what are some some ways to kind of have those those discussions with clients about, you know, what keeps them up at night? So, yeah, th- this is absolutely something that we ask. And, and this is usually a derivative conversation from the what is your objective? And and hopefully when, when you when you say your objective is to get better, then we say, OK, how? And then you can we can have that kind of open conversation about where you think your biggest risk exists in your environment. Um, and, and so in most cases, it ties back to knowing your assets. Right. And it ties back to how, you know, what is the risk appetite for your management? But, you know, everybody has crown jewels. In some cases, crown jewels are emails. Right. In some cases, it's a website. You know, if, if you're, uh, you know, if you're, if you're Etsy, then your crown jewel is your Etsy.com website, right? Same thing with Amazon or whoever it is. And so um, those are the kind of things that we want to validate as much as we possibly can. And so as an example, we were working with a higher education organization uh, earlier in the year. And we said, what, what scares you? What are you worried about? And they're like, well, honestly, what we're worried about is we have really crappy protection on the student network. And we're worried that you can pivot into the faculty network. Right. And you were on that pen test and we did. And we and we closed down a big, huge hole that we managed to find um, that that created a bridge. And so we found their kind of nightmare scenario and um, we found that nightmare scenario and, and we helped them fix it. But would we have beat on that door as hard as we did if they didn't tell us that that's what they were worried about? You know, who knows, right? Different yeah. like realities and stuff. But the point is that uh, we were able to focus resources on it. We found it. We fixed it. 
And, and that, that, that to me is like the ultimate success story in a penetration test is you told me you were scared of this. We found out you had a good reason to be scared of this and we yep. fixed it. Right. So that's cool. Yep. It's super awesome. Yeah. And kind of going meta a bit, it's a, it's a good relationship builder. Uh, it's a good way to provide additional value to the client to have those conversations uh, and everybody wins in the end, right? We get to do yeah. really cool, you know, pen testy things. The client gets value, a lot of value from it. And you make a friend and, and you build a relationship. Uh, and you, more importantly, help secure an organization, a firm, whatever it might be. So, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, super good, man. And and I don't, I don't think a lot of consumers of penetration testing realize that the entire thing is a huge negotiation, right? From the time you're talking to the salesperson to the time that you're talking with your, you know, uh, penetration tester is, you know, talk to them, find out what you can get out of this thing, because, you know, there, there is a minimum standard by which everyone probably will, will produce an output for you on a penetration test, but you can ask for more, you can get more, you can get additional documentation, you can get help fixing issues. There are just, there's a ton of value to be had there. You just got to want it. Yep. Yeah. And as, it's as much uh, educational and informative as, as you want it to be, you know, as a client, yeah. a lot of pen test shops, uh, you know, us uh, especially uh, make an emphasis to, to educate clients during report debriefs or reviews and make sure that they understand what these things mean, what they are. And they're not just words on paper or technical terms, right? It could be a really good learning opportunity for you and your team, especially if you have a small team, you don't have somebody who's really dedicated to security that often you have like an IT guy or, or person who's, who's kind of running the show and kind of doing everything. They're, they're not uh, going to be f as familiar with all of the attacks and the vulnerabilities that you discover. So it's right. a great learning opportunity as well for the client. Yeah. And one other thing that we didn't have on our list and it totally just popped into my head is if if you don't request, well, let me rephrase that. If you will, if you can, ask for a debrief. Schedule a time on a meeting um, to go over the report with your penetration tester, right? We we get a lot of, of clients who, you know, they're super busy and they're just like, look, man, just kick out the report and we're good. Don't worry about it. And And that is a missed opportunity to pick the brain of a very smart individual. Um, who, who has spent a reasonable amount of time picking at your network. And so there are often, you know, small things, little details that you can pick up from them um, that maybe isn't in the report. Yep. And, 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 and I've also found, by the way, nine times out of 10, there are questions about the report, whether you get asked those questions or whether the customer is like, eh, I'm not going to fool with it. It doesn't really matter. But, but nine times out of 10, somebody's going to have a question about that report. So get on a phone call with your pen tester. And do a debrief uh, and see what extra information you can get from them. Yeah. Yeah. It was on the list the whole time. It, I don't know what you're talking I'm about. I'm looking at it. It just showed up. I don't know what happened, but yeah, <laughs> suddenly it was there. Awesome. I think that's it, right? Is that, uh, is that's that it, kind man. of uh, what we wanted to, to talk about for this podcast? So uh, thanks yep. everybody for listening. If you made it this far, we appreciate it. Uh, if you did get value from this, please share it, like, comment, to subscribe, all that jazz uh, really helps us a lot. And uh, yeah, that's it. We'll see you next time. And thanks for listening. See you.